0: But our message series today uh, is titled, What Does the Church Have to Offer Me? This is the same series that we have been working on and looking at for the last several weeks. When you come to church, when you attend online, or even when you listen to a podcast, what value, what value are you getting from being here today? Or from downloading the message and listening to this message here. For what value are you getting? What does the church have to offer you so that you would want to spend your time with the church? So far in this series, we have said that the church gives you an opportunity to love, an opportunity to grow, and an opportunity to serve. The church is the place where you give and receive love. We all desire to be loved. We all have that innate desire within us. It is a basic need. Without love, we are lost. But when we have love, we can do anything. We can do anything. The church is a place that should reflect God's love. So what does the church have to offer us? Through the church, we learn that we are loved by God. And because of that love, we can go out and we can love others. We receive God's love, and then we can go out and share that love. With others. And then the church is a place for us to grow. It needs to be a place that is safe for us to practice how to love others well. Last week in our confirmation class, we talked a little about how we grow as being part of a church. We grow as disciples, people who are following Jesus' lead, his footsteps, and we practice growing by practicing the spiritual disciplines of life richard foster is an accomplished theologian and author and he's a, a master on the subject of how to grow in spiritual discipline and how to grow as a person of faith and he puts it this way he says this and he's got some pictures that i want to share with you this morning he says that there's an inward and outward and corporate discipline that we can follow and that might be a little bit small for you so i'll just share with you it says the inward disciplines what can we go back one the inward disciplines. There you go. The inward disciplines are avenues for self-reflection. They're quiet contemplation. A place for growth and renewal. So places like meditation or prayer, fasting or reading the Bible. These are all ways that we can grow and we can practice these disciplines and then we grow as a person of faith. And then you've got the outward disciplines. So you move towards the outward disciplines. Once you are working on the inward ones, you can work on the outward ones. Avenues for making a positive impact On other people and in the world and so you have simplicity living simply you have solitude you have submission such a difficult world and you have service learning how to serve others and then you've got the corporate disciplines avenues for strengthening our relationships with others and with God's confession and worship guidance and celebration these are all the disciplines of the church things that we can do to help us grow. In practicing these disciplines you will grow. And then last week we explored the idea that through our church we have the opportunity to serve. You and I were made to serve. We have a unique shape and that is designed by God before we were ever born. Before we ever took our first breath. We were designed to serve and to bless others. This, uh, the church gives us this opportunity to care for each other, to lift each other up. That is a blessing in the world, in a world that tries to tear you down and to pick you apart at every opportunity. God gives you these gifts through his church. We have an opportunity to love. We have an opportunity to grow. We have an opportunity to serve today, and today we're talking about the opportunity to give. Now, when I say give, I'm not talking about reaching for your wallet or looking for a payment app. That's not what I'm talking about. Sure, there's opportunities for us to give financially to the church because we can do so much more together than we can ever do on our own. But that's not what I'm talking about here today. So everybody breathe in and out. When I ask, what does the church have to offer you? Through the church, you have an opportunity to give someone else, life. You have the keys to peace on earth and everlasting happiness. And you have the opportunity to give those keys to someone who needs them. In his best-selling book, What on Earth Am I Here For? Rick Warren says it this way. He says, you were made for a mission God is at work in the world, and you are invited to join him. That invitation is your mission in the world. Your ministry is serving others in the church. That's what we talked about last week. Your mission is service to people in the world. As part of God's team on this earth, you have an opportunity to give life to those who are dying. Hillside Community Church is a church in Medfield Mass, and they like to say it this way. They say, a lot of forces in the world conspire to teach us that life is a zero-sum game. There's There's only so much to go around, and so to give anything away results in you having less. But God's love is different. God's love is made for sharing. God's love is something like a birthday cake, and it's meant to be shared with others. As the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. taught, Love is not an emotional bash. It's not empty sentimentalism. It is the active outpouring of one's whole being into the life of another. Love is pouring your life out into the life of another. God's love is meant for sharing. Let me put it to you this way. Love is not love unless it's being shared. Love is not love unless it is being shared. Love is shared between you and God, and God's love is shared between you and other people. Unlike the birthday cake, however, when you spread it around and you share it with someone who doesn't have cake, the result is not that you have less. With God, you never run out of slices. When you share Jesus with others, it just results in there being more. So sharing God's love with others only grows it. In Matthew chapter 28, we come upon the final words of Jesus on earth. His last words on earth. In the church, we call this the Great Commission. It is Jesus' directive to be carried out once he is gone. And so some of these last words that Jesus spoke, these are really important words. We want to pay attention to what he is saying. And this is what Jesus had to say to his disciples. His goal for them and for the church would be for them to build, for them to build. And he says, go, and therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey the commands that I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Sometimes I like to imagine what it was like to be one of the disciples hearing this for the very first time. What would have been to be one of the disciples during Jesus' early uh, earthly ministry? What was it like to hear those words firsthand and then reflect on them after Jesus had gone heaven these were the men and women who built the church they built the church i picture them afraid afraid because the message of jesus was not a message that was popular in the common era it was not very welcomed by the the, by the culture at large and they were pretty uncertain about their future because they could not see a clear way forward in a lot of ways the church of then is like us today A church seeking to follow Jesus, but uncertain as to what its future held. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so I come back to Matthew chapter 28 to see Jesus' final words to those who would follow him and get a grasp on what our purpose is today. You'll notice that there are several action words in this passage. There are several action words here. What are they? Go. Go. Make disciples, baptize, and teach. These are all actions. They're all actions. Now what's interesting is when you look at this passage, to our English-speaking ears and to our mind, we see all these as the same. That you go and make disciples, baptize. No one is necessarily more important than the others to us because we don't understand the nuance of the Greek. This is where it's so important for us to understand the context that things are written in. In the Greek language, there's important distinctions between each of these words. The only actual verb, the only actual verb in this passage is make disciples. Go, baptize, teach are all subordinate to the word make disciples, they all support the main idea of this passage. That's why it's so important. It's important for us to understand these words. Because before Jesus left, the final word to his church, the final word that he said is, make disciples. His final message to the church, make disciples. That is the goal, the purpose, the mission of the church. And it is our mission today, 2,000 years later, it is our mission as well. God invites you and me on this glorious adventure of making disciples. It is something each of us is invited to do. Now there's something really interesting in this passage besides the verb of making disciples. What's interesting here is that the word go can literally be translated here, as you are going. Therefore, as you are going, make disciples. So in other words, your mission of making disciples doesn't mean that you're to stop tomorrow during lunch, drop your stuff at work, walk out to the corner, grab a bullhorn, and start yelling at people about Jesus. Nor does it mean that you have to talk to all of your friends and all of your neighbors and everybody who knows you, and you have to start pushing them into the church and saying, you have to become a Christian! That is not what this is saying. That is not what it's saying. When Jesus said, your mission is to make disciples. You and I are to do that as we are going through life. As we are doing life, we make disciples. People will begin to follow Jesus if they see Jesus in us. So if we get to know Jesus, and we get to know each other, and we learn to love, and then we spend time practicing those spiritual disciplines In our life, growing as disciples ourselves of Jesus. As we grow, we find we want to use our gifts and our talents to serve the people in the church community around us. And from there, we go and we serve others. In this way, if we do these things, we will be making disciples. As a member of the church, the body of Christ, you have the opportunity to give and to pour your life out into the life of another, of someone else, so that he or she might also come to know Jesus too. Dr. Bob Weitzel is a church leader, and he once told this story reflecting on the Great Commission. He said, as a young junior high student, I heard a pastor say we are to make disciples. Now, being an inattentive youth, I never quite grasped the correct image of what this looked like. From my rudimentary knowledge of the Bible at the time, I pictured Jesus' disciples and figured that what he meant was that the church should make long-haired individuals with beards and robes and sandals. Because the only youthful image that I could conjure up were hippies of the era that I lived in. Now, obviously, that's not what the preacher meant. A disciple is really more of a learner, a pupil, an apprentice. The word disciple carries the image of a trainee or a student still in school much more than it depicts an expert. Christ is commanding his followers not to produce experts, but rather to foster a community of authentic learners. I love that phrase. I love that phrase. Christ is commanding us to create and a community of authentic learners following Jesus should feel like you were enrolled in a school of learning not some place you've arrived but a place where you are a student as others around you are a student therefore a church is not a cadre of experts but it is a college of fellow learners as we are seeking in 2023 to connect with god is one of our major resolutions as a church let's pray that god makes us a college of fellow learners i would like nothing more than for us to look back a year from now and see not a room of experts but a community of people who in humility know that we need all we all need jesus in humility we all need jesus and with passion as we are going through life we are willing to teach people about what we've found as we are going. Let's set out today on a mission to become a community of learners who are open, eager, and faithful. So become a student of Jesus this year. Practice sitting at his feet. Learn what you can and learn uh, as you are going to share what you are learning with others. Not as an expert, but as a disciple in this way you will be making disciples. So practice the inward, the outward, and the corporate spiritual disciplines. Practice praying and service and making time for worship, not just on Sunday, but in your regular living. And as you do these things, invite others to do them with you. In this way you will be making disciples. Your life's mission is service to people in the world. As part of God's team on this earth, you have the opportunity to give life to those who are dying. In giving to others, you will be making disciples. And Jesus said to us, all those who follow me, when you step out in faith and make disciples in my name, remember I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Let's pray. God, we confess this morning before you that we don't know how to make disciples. Lord, that is a scary proposition. That is a scary idea. And yet, God, through your word, you have been so gentle and you've been so caring and so loving with us that you have told us that what it means to make a disciple is simply to let others see you through us. And so, God, I pray today that you would help us, that your Holy Spirit would comfort and strengthen us. Lord, that we would be shored up so that when we go out through these doors today, that, Lord, as a church, we will be willing to let others see glimpses of you, see that light of Jesus Christ that we have received. Lord, the love of God that we have received from you, Lord, let us share that out with others. And in that way, help others to become disciples of you. Lord, thank you that it is not all dependent upon us, but we are simply to testify, testify to what we have seen, and you do the heavy lifting. You do the work of convincing people of what it is to be a disciple. God, thank you for this gift in your church. We pray this all today in Jesus' name. Amen.